0: Amen. Hallelujah. Okay. Hey, it's Valentine's week, so happy Valentine's to you. And I just saved some guy's bacon, I bet. I totally knew it was Valentine's, and he's reaching for his phone. Open Table is the app, guys, if you haven't done that yet. That's the app you want and uh, to, to save your marriage. There you go. Uh, that's Tuesday. That's Tuesday. You know, as Christians, though, we're we're called to love everybody. And so whether you're married, whether you're single... Whether you got that special boo or you don't, it don't matter. You're called to love everybody. And so that's what we're going to kind of talk about today as a form of that. Uh, today, you know, last week we wrapped up our series, Simplicity, and uh, we're going to be starting a new series here in a couple of weeks, uh, but today we're going to take a pause and we're going to talk about something that I really believe that God wants to teach us in 2017, help us uh, be those disciples who make disciples, those disciples who act like Jesus, who refuse to let anybody walk alone, that's what we're talking about. And so I want to talk about one of the most important things just that we can do for each other And that is to pray. We are going to talk about specifically praying for one another, praying with one another. There's lots of different kinds of prayer. So this today is not all about all those other kinds. There's private prayer, you know, that we, you know, like you know, getting up ten minutes early and getting with God. That's cool. That's private prayer. There's intercessory prayer. There's corporate prayer when we all get together and we intercede together. There's the prayer of thanksgiving. There's the prayer of lament. There's a prayer of rejoicing. but this year, God has big plans for you. I really believe this. Not, not just for like the corporation that is this church. He has plans for you. And he wants to take you to the next level of wherever it is you are and where you've been. The job of discipling other people, loving other people, um, sharing the love of Jesus. Did you know that it is not just the job of the paid full-time clergy of the church? It's not. There's nowhere in the Bible. Look, nowhere in the Bible does it say, like, bring ye all of the saved and hurting into the house so the paid full time clergy can heal them all by himself. It doesn't say that. In fact, you know what it says? You're going to like this one. James said, therefore confess your sins to who? Each other. What? And pray for who? Each other, Each other so that you may be healed. Because the prayer of a righteous, what? Person. Not pastor? Person is powerful and effective. Isn't that awesome? Confess your sins to each other. Pray for each other. Because the prayer of a righteous person is powerful. So what are we ta- why are we talking about this? Because prayer is, is one of those things that God commands us to do. Every single one of us, he commands us to pray for each other. It's a non-negotiable of, of your Christian walk. And yet, it's so often not done among a sizable portion of the church. Isn't that interesting? Um, Think back, when is the last time you stood in front of someone and you prayed for them face to face, besides like your spouse? When's the last time you prayed for someone out loud? You prayed for another hurting human being. See, this is another step forward in your in your walk with Jesus. That's where God's taken us this year. I just feel it in my heart. Uh, wherever you are in your spiritual life, this isn't uh, just for the super spiritual. This is for wherever you are. This is something today you can start with. You can start today so that eventually you can do what you cannot currently do. Right? I've heard that somewhere. So... Uh, because, uh, and, and understand this, I know there's a ton of prayer-related subjects that we could get into, you know, lots of details and, and things like that. We're not going to touch on that today, so, do, so don't worry if I don't get on all of that. Today's about growing as disciples. We're going to be super practical, learning how to do, what to do with each other. Um, so I'm not going to preach a big, long sermon about the philosophy of prayer, the background of prayer, all the whys that we pray. That is really good, and we'll probably come back and teach on that later in the year, uh, but today I, wanna ter- I don't want to turn you into a prayer scholar, I want to turn you into someone who prays for people, who does it, okay? So that, just so you know my heart and you don't get excited, you know what, to- we, we have this incredible team here And it's a ministry of the church. It's an official ministry you can volunteer for and join. And it is the prayer partners of the church. You hear me at the end of the sermon. I can invite the prayer partners to come up, and I invite you to come up and let them pray with you. They are led by the fabulous Debbie Pilon. She is amazing. Where's Debbie? Raise your hand, Debbie. There she is. There she is. Debbie's amazing. Let me tell you what. Now, Debbie is both a prayer scholar and a warrior, okay? She is the scholar warrior. She knows all about prayer, but she does it. And when she prays, it is awesome. It is like, you know, it's like, you know, heaven took notice. I love it when Debbie prays. When Debbie prays, I God's like, everybody be quiet, Debbie's praying. Right? <laughs> God sounds like T.D. Jakes in my brain, that's why. <laughs> so, so I mean, I mean, it's, it's very effective, and she teaches her team how to pray, and she teaches them the, the nuts and bolts of all of that, so that when you come forward, you're being prayed by somebody who knows what they're doing. Um, you know what I would love I would love, by the end of 2017, for Debbie to be able to reach out to just about anybody in the room and say, "Hey, would you come pray up front with us today?" and for you to be like, "You bet? I'm cool with that. I know how to do that. I can pray for a person. No problem, and not freak out, and, and get that look in your eye like a, like a lemur with a flashlight in his face, right? I've seen that look in your face. Hopefully today, we're going to just like vaporize any fear, any of that weird mystique that some people have that intimidates people, Christians, from reaching out to each other in prayer. I'm going to start today with, with, with this phrase, one of the most popular phrases among Christians today today. See if you recognize this. I'll be praying for you. Be honest. How many of you said it? I've said it, right? I'll be praying for you. What it really means is you've really told me a lots of your problems,
1: <laughs> and now I gotta go,
0: <laughs> right? I'll be praying for you. Sometimes we say it. We, we sometimes we mean it, but then what so often happens? We go away we forget. Doesn't that happen? You walk away and you forget and you're like, you see him later and you're like, oh crumbs, I told him I would pray for him. And then you're like, oh God, do that thing, whatever it is, I forgot. And we think we did it, right? <laughs> More, we, we so often do it. it even people on the news, you know, or like politicians, they'll be like, our thoughts and prayers are with the family. And you're like, okay, that, that really doesn't do any good unless somebody's actually praying. But see, as Christians, that should not be because we know the power of prayer. We know the power of prayer. It is. It is not just a ritual. It is. It is. It is a weapon. Prayer is a weapon. It is a blessing, right? It's not a superstition that we just perform before we eat our food so we nobody chokes on their bones, right? You know, it, it's not that. It's. It's not just sort of a customary way. Another way of saying, thank you for telling me that. I sympathize. It's more than that. It's so much more than that. Prayer is our access to the throne room of heaven itself. Prayer is huge, right? It's access to the creator. It's our link. It's, to, it's a personal conversation with God himself. That's what prayer is. It's a big deal, right? It's the catalyst for unleashing supernatural forces into our natural world. Prayer is the catalyst for unleashing those forces. So I want to encourage you today. First of all, when someone says, man, I need this, I'm struggling with this, or, you know, they just let you know something, don't avoid the temptation to just say, I'll be praying for you. Just pray for them. Just pray for them. As we're going to talk about today, it doesn't have to take a long time. You can do it over the phone, you can do it in person, right there in front of them. But for, and for sure, do pray for them later in your private time. Um, but pray for them right then. And sometimes you might have to keep it short and sweet, and we're going we're gonna to talk about how to do that in a minute. But pray, pray. Prayer is the link that connects us to God. I love that quote. Hallelujah. So now, you might be here today, and you, you hear all this, and you're thinking, whoa, 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 slow, slow down, preacher. I didn't go to seminary, all right? All right? Uh, I'm, I'm not, like, licensed to carry, you know, concealed prayer in my pocket, uh, I'm not some fancy minister or something like that. I'm just a good guy wants to mind my own business. I want to ask you to raise your hand if that's you because you know who you are. I'm just a good guy, want to mind my own business, right? I understand. There we go, honest dude over there. I'm, I'm uh, hey, genetically, I'm the same way. I just want to mind my own business, right? I mean, it's kind of how I am. Hey, let's just, you know, let's not get all up into each other's stuff. Unfortunately, God didn't give us that option. He didn't. I'll, I'll be real honest with you. I'm being, laying it all out here. When, when I started in full time ministry, um, which uh, which was like 15 years ago, yeah, it's 15 15 years th- this year. Um, so when I started, I was not comfortable with praying with people, especially the one on one. I was not comfortable praying. I, you know, I, the first few times did not go good. I will let you know. It just, it was like, okay, you know, I'm robot. We're going to, I'm going to put my, where do you want me to? <laughs> I know I'm supposed to touch him somewhere. Lord, God in heaven, thou is so great. This person, what was your name? Okay. <laughs> They got a lot of problems. <laughs> Heal them. I mean, if you want to. I'm not telling you what to do. <laughs> if, you, if you can't, if you can't. I mean, I'm not insinuating that you can't. I know you can. If you, if you can. All right. You feel all better? Okay. <laughs> it's, that's, I'm, that's barely an exaggeration. Um, but you know what I discovered? I discovered the thing that was holding me back when I, in those times, we weren't really just how to pray, because I, I could do it okay when I was all by myself, because praying is just talking right you 're just talking to god it 's a conversation with the lord but but it really wasn't that it was it was I put this added pressure on myself because I was praying with somebody right right there in front of them, and you know you, you care about them and you kind of want them to get healed or want it to come to pass. And so there's this stress, this pressure. Like, what if it doesn't happen? Um, What if I don't say the right thing? So, you know, I wanted to come up with big words and I wanted it to be impressive. And I had heard other people pray, you know. Um, I've heard my friend Peter, you know, or, oh man, he is so, he's such a great prayer. I love to hear him pray or debbie pylon my goodness you know you just you want these like amazing your words to flow effortlessly into this rising crescendo towards the amen and like people to be like whoa (laughs) you you know you want that it'd be cool but lots and lots and lots of big words but you know what when you're praying for somebody that doesn't impress them that doesn't impress anybody and even if it does impress people it's not the point it's not the point Someone who's hurting Your friend who has a real immediate need They don't care if you have a big long prayer They really don't I think sometimes we we make praying to be this complicated task Now I'm gonna I, I've asked a, a few of my friends to come up this morning You guys if I asked you to come Come on up We got Dwella and Tommy and John You guys make your way forward here um, These are some awesome brave people um, Some of you are thinking You know like you're kind of like, you're like that guy, hey, you know, I, I didn't go to seminary or something. Um, I just couldn't do that. That sounds kind of intimidating. I want you to hear from some folks who can testify. These are just good, awesome people uh, who can testify to the power of praying for one another. Just, uh, you, and, and just tell, us, tell your story, what, what you're telling me about. Tommy, what, what happened with you?
2: What happened with me? Hello. 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 I
0: think we're on Ivy again.
2: Hello, hello. (laughs) Hi, everybody. Um, Tommy, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Tommy Hered, how are you? (laughs) Hi, Tommy. Hi. (laughs) Um, uh, Short testimony, very powerful, uh, about praying for people. Um, It actually started with me being prayed upon, Mm -hmm. and it was August 31st at 9.09 p.m. this past year. I was at our pastor's house, and uh, we went for help with a personal problem I've been dealing with for close to 30 years. Uh, I'm a alcoholic. And I was proud to say it when I was 20, but there's a good part of my life I don't remember. Like 20 to 27, I don't remember it because I was in the gutter. Uh, Professional bartender for 26 years, into the food business and just it was part of my life i made it part of my life uh we got to a point in our marriage where it was it had to be done i had to stop and otherwise i would have been a single guy and uh we went to our pastor's house and they prayed on me they touched me and laid hands on me and at 9:09 p.m alcohol we left my life
0: yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> Thank you, I must say this about Tommy too I'm just going to jump in I'll say this about Tommy Tommy's like the nicest guy you'll ever meet he's so he's so sweet he's so tender hearted and when he started coming to our home life uh, we, we had a home life group and you know and In that kind of environment, you're kind of a quiet guy. But lately, you've been, like, speaking out. When we we pray, we pray for each other at the end of our sessions. And Tommy's, he's starting to be the first one. I'll pray for that person. And he, like, prays and these amazing prayers. And we're seeing, like, results. People are like, it's awesome. Thank you, Tommy. All right, this is Duella. Duella, what's going on with you?
3: Okay, the way it started was... uh, I had been doing some repairs in my home, and my back started bothering me for like, it was like going on for about like four or five days, which is very unusual for me. And I remember my sister was, I told my sister I was going to prayer, and she's like, you know you maybe need to stay home and rest a while, and I was like, and go to the doctor. And i was like, well, if it doesn't clear up after prayer tonight, because I'm, expect- I'm expecting to get my healing when I go to prayer, I'll call the doctor. <laughs> And so uh, I went to prayer that night, and uh, Debbie and Doug and we—I mean, we got some great, great guys uh, in, our, in our on our team—and they just started praying for me on my back, on my uh, left side. And all of a sudden, I remember feeling relief. Uh, you know, the some of the pain had subsided. Mm. And the next morning, when I got up, as soon as I got out of bed, I. You know, I didn't feel anything on this side because, you know, I had been being very careful getting out of bed because I was hurting on that side. And I didn't feel anything. And so when I got up, I said, hey, I have no more pain. (laughs) And then I started stretching and I started. Yeah. And I I mean, I just started doing everything. I'm like, no pain, no pain. And then, I, I, you know, I I text Dab and I say, Dab, I'm totally healed i'm like i'm totally healed i have no pain whatsoever praise god hallelujah we we just have an we just have an awesome awesome team and it's just that family close-knit home life where we get together you know we trust each other we've got this bond that's real strong and i just
0: love it so awesome awesome god thank you that's and that's that's just a home life, right? I mean, I'll, I'll even get right here. pastor didn't come pray for you or nothing. No, it's just, just home life people. Praise the Lord. John, what's up, man? What happened with you?
4: Um, well, uh, my mine kind of started about last year. I started getting into more of a, an identity of who I was. Mm. And so I've always been somebody that wanted to see the miraculous, wanted to see healing, and, and, you know, I'd always envisioned doing it, but could never do it, you know, never step out because fear, Mm -hmm. you know, anxiety, much like what I'm feeling here, but, (laughs) um, you're doing great, uh, so, so the first time I stepped, I'm going to actually go to the second time, the first time I saw, you know, cool results, results, but it was with a a coworker, you know, Mm -hmm. and, uh, the second time, you know, after feeling the rush of seeing God move on the, uh, first guy it had been about a week or so. And I was starting to feel that. I was like, I want to see God move again. Mm -hmm. And I was at home and I'd gotten home and I had put, uh, I'm going to give too much detail, but oh, well, (laughs) uh, I got home, I put a pizza in the oven and I went to go throw the box away outside. And as I'm going outside, I have some neighbors that are, uh, they're in their 20s, and, uh, you know, they have friends come over, and they stand outside, and they, they drink and smoke and do whatever. And uh, so I, I said to myself, I was like, oh, I wonder if they need prayer. And, I, and as I said that, putting the, the pizza box in the trash can, I looked up, and I see the guy walking toward his truck, and he had an ace bandage or so wrapped up all around his left left arm near the elbow area. Mm. And I go, oh, okay, you know, because I, I sit there and talk back and forth to myself. Right. And uh, so I'm just like, well, you know, he's got a bandage on, and if I pray for him, then I'm going to have to ask him to test it. But then I don't want to take it off because what if not, and then all this. And so as I'm watching him walk to his truck, I start seeing him unwrap the bandage. And I go, oh, okay, so then it's not really hurt, so he doesn't really need prayer. So maybe I won't. I've never done anything like that. So, <laughs> so I was like, maybe, maybe he doesn't. But then I noticed as, as he was leaving his truck, he was really babying his arm, you know, like tucked up and kept it bent. So I was like, ah, oh, okay, let's just go over there and just make small talk. So I went over there, and I, this neighbor I hardly ever talked to, I've talked to him a, you know, a handful of times, and they're usually always coming or going anyway. And uh, so I go over there, and the, and the, the guy with the hurt arm He's, he's sitting there talking about his uh, pregnant girlfriend, um, and he's all angry, and he's, he's cursing, and he's, mm. he's talking about, I read the effing Bible, and this, and I'm, oh, he's kind of a Christian. <laughs> and uh, so he was, you know, he was cursing and every other word with God, and this and that, and I was like, well, I've never quite heard this type of language, but uh, that's okay. And so he's trying to drink his beer and smoke his cigarette all awkwardly because he's only got one hand. And uh, so finally, I, I, you know, after a while, I said, So what, what happened to your arm? And he goes, Well, this guy here, um, he's about 22. And uh, his, he got in an argument with his brother. I can't remember whether it was his younger brother who was 21, or his older brother who was 23. But he got in an argument with him, and they got into a fight. And uh, his brother picked up an aluminum baseball bat and hit him in the elbow. And he said, I hadn't been able to straighten my arm in two days, and you know I don't have the money to go to the doctor or anything. And, mm. and then I'm like, okay. And then I, I asked him, I said, well, can you straighten it? Can you do anything? And he started, nah, and he grimaced in pain or whatever and went back. And by that time, another neighbor had showed up, so great. I got more of an audience. So I got three. <laughs> I got him plus two other there. And so as as I was standing there, and I'm like, well, how do I, how do I break this in there? But I've also been working on the inside. It's like, it's nothing that I can necessarily say or do. It's who I am. I'm a son. Mm. This Holy Spirit's living inside of me. All I got to do is on. reach out and touch. Yeah. And so yeah. I had, I had the, the whole time my head goes, don't do it. Mm-hmm. You're going to look like an idiot. Right. Nothing's going to happen. Right. Don't, you know, it just blah, blah, blah. And, I, and here think. it's like, yeah. I kept going, but no, this is what the word says. No, this is what you know to be true. And I didn't know that, that faith came from the heart at that time. I found out later, and I was like, oh, duh. And I always thought faith was something, like, you had to feel, and you stepped out bold, and, you know, there was lightning and thunder, you know, or something. Mm-hmm. You always saw boldness. I never went through the process of actually hearing what people had going through their mind as they were stepping out and doing stuff, because all I did was see the result, right? Mm-hmm. So, but I'm trying to stay short. Sorry, Scott. Um, Laughter. I knew this is gonna be hard <laughs> um so anyway I, i'm standing there and they're talking and he goes off and i said hey you want to see something cool and he goes yeah sure what and, and he had his side turned to me and i was like this and i reached out with just three fingers like that toward his, his elbow and he said no nope, it hurt and i said i'm not gonna hurt you and i just put three fingers on there of course my uh heart was in my throat you know i could feel it beating <laughs> I didn't say a word. I was just like, no, this is what it is. And he goes, what are you doing? And he just, he kept me looking. He's looking at his friends, and it was an awkward moment. I'm not going to lie. And I just, I kept my hand there because, you know, for one, I probably couldn't have talked if I wanted to because it felt like it was, you know, squeezing off everything. And so I just kept the fingers there. And then my other the other two guys were kind of talking, they just, they were looking, he was he's like, What what's going on? What are you and then I could see something turning in his head and he was kinda of, he he kinda of paused and I said, It's getting hot in there, isn't it? And he goes, Yeah, how did you know that? And I said, Don't worry about it right now. Or whatever. <laughs> and and so that I was holding Holding my hand on there, my other neighbor, who I had told a testimony about my back and whatnot, and he's sitting down kind of just, you know, watching whatever. So I start talking to him. I'm so what do you think about all this? He goes, I think you might be on to something. And, and then I told the guy, I said, all right, test your arm. And he's like looking at me, and he's like, I said, like, don't be afraid. And he, and he went down, and he goes, oh, you know, I, I hadn't been able to do that in two days. He goes, but it's still a little tight right here in my arm. I said, oh, I'll fix that too. So then I actually prayed. <laughs> I just prayed, and then I prayed, you know, just simple prayer, you know, muscles loosen. you know, whatnot. And, I, and then I just spoke peace over him because I knew he was tense and all that, and I didn't have time. And plus, I had to run back inside and get the pizza. And <laughs> so I, uh, I just spoke peace over him, and it just looked like he, he melted. And by the time as I was walking away, he was, like, pumping his arm. Like, That's crazy. And he's, like, looking <laughs> at his friends, like, and so. That was awesome. awesome. Thanks, guys.
0: So, in the time we have left, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share with you, uh, practically, practically speaking, how to, how to, how to pray. There's, there's a bunch of different formulas and models out there, and, they're all, and a lot of them are good. There's, there's like a, a one based on, in 2 Corinthians, if you go there, there's a way someone prays there, and it's a great model. The Lord's Prayer is obviously in the greatest prayer of all, but uh, specifically uh, more in the context of your private prayer. Prayer life. There's one in Matthew 18. Different denominations have good prayer models. Um, that that, and if you find one that works for you, that's great. Today, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some some tips. These are these aren't the only ways to pray, uh, but they work for me, and they're scriptural. And I think prayer should be easy. Prayer should be simple. Uh, in this context, it ought to be as easy as ABC. So I'm going to give you the A, some ABCs here. First of all, uh, just some, some th- things to think about when you're praying. Whatever method you use, remember these things. A is ask. Ask what they want. Ask what. Now this is important. This seems like obvious, but sometimes somebody will tell you their problem. Uh, but what you really want to do is make sure you ask what it is they want God to do for them. What do they want God to do for them? If, if you don't, sometimes you, you'll guess what they want God to do and, and you could be wrong, right? Um, they might be in a situation where they have a, a loved one and they say, oh, I've got this loved one who's near death or something like that. And, you know, you assume, oh, well, do we, we're going to pray that God heals them. And they might be like, no, we, we just want them to have the peace to, to pass on and we want peace on the family, or something like that, you know, and that's fine, so you want to know what it is that, where is their faith, what is it that they want from God, they may be like, I've got this coworker who's really been bugging me, and they're like a jerk, and you're like, okay, so we're going to pray for, you know, peace for you, and patience, and they're like, no, 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 I just want God to, like, strike him with lightning, or, you know, <laughs> little car accident, don't kill him, just, you know, just an injury, or something, and you can be like, okay, you're going to steer the prayer a different way, so, but you want to ask, what is it that they want, second, The B stands for be aware, be aware. So it's like, be aware of your surroundings, be aware of where you're at, because it makes a difference whether you're at church, whether you're at H-E-B, you know, if you're in, uh, you know, on the driveway with your neighbor. Um, all that makes a difference. And uh, in, in when you're praying with them, you can have your eyes open, you can have your eyes closed. Uh, John Wimber has a great point that sometimes it's good to have your eyes open while you're praying so you can kind of be observing the other person. What's going on there? Are they like crying or do they have an angry look on their face? God, is, is God doing something? Like John was just talking about how... You know, he observed that this guy—he he, something was happening inside. So that's good. Um, also, part of this being aware is listening to the Holy Spirit. You know, the more you do this, the more you do this, and get more comfortable listening, and you start to h- detect and hear the voice of God, and you can detect what's His voice. You—he'll start to impress on you things as you're praying, and so be listening to the Holy Spirit nudge you and 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 guide you in different things. You you might speak something aloud that they didn't even say. But it's because of, it's through the Holy Spirit, and you'll just see the defenses break off of them because they know in that moment, God knows who I am. God cares about me, and there's a freedom there. Um, also, uh, be, be aware of what they say to you. Also, be aware of what they don't say, kind of that non-verbal uh, body language. Um, the C is communicate simply. Communicate simply. Um, you don't have to pray like Billy Graham. You don't have to pray like T.D. Jakes. Right. Um, even though this is a holy moment, talk like you talk. A lot of people feel like they've got to like dig into the these and thous, and you know, th- th- you don't have to do that. If you're praying with a neighbor, you don't got to get all high and mighty. You're just like, hey, can, let, me, let me pray with you because you're just talking. Uh, do pray a scripture if it comes to mind. This is a, a great point. The more you you put God's word inside of you and you you rehearse those scriptures, sometimes they will come to mind as you express. Uh, this prayer and nothing encourages people like uh, it builds their faith like a like an actual scripture. Uh, so if you're you're in a prayer and you've got that scripture inside you, then you can be it might be a moment where if they're discouraged and you can. You know, you've know you got Jeremiah 29, 11 inside you, and you say, God, I, I know you said that you know the plans that you have for this person, plans to prosper them, not to hurt them, to give them a hope and a future. When you pray that, that builds their faith, right? So all of this is, is part of this communicating. Uh, but keep things simple. It doesn't have to be long. Let me tell you, whatever prayer model you work, usually a good prayer model, a good scriptural prayer model will have uh, at least these five elements, and I'll just go through these really fast. Number one... You want to start by acknowledging God. Acknowledge God, right? And then uh, Proverbs 3, 6 says, in all your ways acknowledge him and he will show you the right way. So acknowledge God. So you're going to say, you know, Lord God, dear Father. However you say, you're acknowledging God. The second one there is acknowledge the other person. You, you, you You say their name and what that does is encourage people that helps them know God knows my name. God knows my name. He cares about me. So you're saying, you acknowledge God, you acknowledge that other person. Then three is very simple. You present their need. The request to God, you present that request, and like I said, more elements may or may not come as you're praying. It may not, but you, God may give you a word, or He may give you a scripture, or something like that. Uh, some other areas to pray for, some other things that they didn't even know to pray for. God will give you those things. The fourth thing is thank God. God said to always come with the attitude of thanksgiving. So we thank God. We, we thank you that he has heard it. He is on the case, right? Healing has already happened. Deliverance has already happened. An answer is on the way because God is on the move. And then fifth, very important, we pray in Jesus' name. We pray in Jesus. This is the authority that we have to pray at all, right? It, we, God isn't impressed with us. The devil's not impressed with you either. Do you know the devil's not that scared of you, right? So So just... I'm going to do all this and everything come out and all this, that sickness, the devil don't care about you at all. The thing that makes hell tremble is the name of Jesus. And so we pray in the name of Jesus. So that, these are just five simple little elements. Mark 16 says this, these signs will accompany those who believe in my name. They'll drive out demons, they'll speak in new tongues, pick up snakes, they'll drink deadly poison and won't hurt them. They will place their hands on sick people and they will get well. Hallelujah. In my name they'll do these things. Now. I'm going to add one more thing to my ABCs, all right? Just one more. This is this is kind of this is the part that helps me so we'll make this ABCD. Don't freak out. <laughs> Don't freak out. When you're praying for somebody, keep this in mind. This is really important. It's not about you. It's not about your skill or your ability to miraculously answer their prayer. If this prayer is answered, it's going to be because God answers their prayer, and he moves miraculously. God will touch their life if they're going through a hard time. God will heal them if they are sick. God will do these things. God will restore their relationships if there's division there, if there's strife happening. God will turn their heart back to them, back to him if they are far from God. God will do these things, right? So you can relax. Don't freak out. Just allow Jesus to love people through you. I love this quote from Heidi Baker. She says, my job is to love. God's job is to heal. My job is to love. God's job is to heal. Sometimes, you know, I think one of the biggest things that holds us back, the biggest fears that holds Christians back from praying for somebody, that intimidating thing is that question, what if it doesn't happen? Right? In that testimony that John just gave, what if it doesn't happen? Do you know, that wasn't John's, John's problem. And he stepped out in faith, and God moved. But we sometimes, did you know sometimes we have to contend for a healing? Sometimes it doesn't happen right then. And I don't know why, it's just kind of like the way the world works. A lot of times when we pray for uh, those who are far from God, those who don't know the Lord, a lot of times, more often, he will move in a in a miraculous way in in grace and mercy and heal them right then so he can demonstrate his great love for them a lot of times when we pray for christians it's like god moves in a different way it's like he wants us to walk in faith he wants us to to work out our faith so very often and and this isn't every time i've seen christians healed just like that i've seen them have to walk out their faith but very often you'll pray for somebody it doesn't happen right then and that is okay that is okay um It's not always instant. If it doesn't happen, encourage the person. Say, Jesus is at work. He's at work. Uh, You know, we don't earn our healing. Uh, You're not going to get good enough for this healing. It is a gift. Um, so, so, but what you do is you tell that person, I'm going to keep standing and fighting with you. I am want to walk this thing too. I'm going to contend with you until the, the, the time that God either completes, he's going to complete this work in you. And I believe that makes an impact um, and encourages people. Just don't give up. You know what? You don't have to have all the answers when you pray for somebody. If they, if they want to ask you these questions, you don't have to speak any great words of wisdom in your prayer. Uh, if God doesn't speak it to you, uh, I would say if he doesn't speak those words to you, then, then just pray. and Just pray what you know. Um, you don't have to manufacture anything when you pray. Remember, it's not really about you. In that moment, it's not really about you. It's about that person in God, and you are this catalyst for a miracle that is about to happen and for him showing his love. Okay, now I'm going to share a few things here, what not to do. You Ready? Here's what not to do. First of all, don't pray like you've suddenly been transported to medieval England. Okay? This is what a lot of people do. They just, man, they start praying, Lord, on heaven and earth, the former and the latter, and thee thou hast come hither. And, and you don't have to pray that way. That's the way they prayed in the 17th century because that's the way they talk. So that's the way the Bible sounds in King James. But you're not King James. You're in the 21st century, and that's not even the way they prayed in Jesus' day. They prayed in Greek. So, you know, they're not speaking in King James. You know, you know that, right? The Bible wasn't written in King James. Um, Anyway, so uh, don't don't pretend like you're uh, a medieval priest. Second, don't manipulate them by praying your opinions on them if they're looking for answers from God. Don't pray. Lord, I just thank you for Sally. I thank you that she understands what a stupid thing this would be to do (laughs) if she goes through with this. Lord, I just thank you. You're just showing her... How irritating she is sometimes, Lord. <laughs> Just reveal that to her, Lord. Um, that's called manipulation. We don't do that. Uh, three, don't beg for healing. You don't got to beg God. You don't have to beg him. Uh, you can, we, we are allowed to go humbly and boldly at the same time before the throne of grace and, and ask him, because he's our daddy. He loves us. So we can ask him to heal, and we don't have to beg him. And I'll tell you what they do in the Bible. Sometimes they just tell the thing what to do, right? Sometimes they just say, get up. Uh, you, you're a, you, can tell, uh, you can tell flesh to obey the word of God, right? You can talk to that. You don't, you don't command God what to do, but you can command the body what to do, right? You ask God, command the body. Um, keep that straight. Um, Fourth thing, don't bargain with God. Um, I hear this a lot. We bargain with God. We try to make a case for why he ought to heal this person. This person's so extra good. Father God, look at all the good stuff they've done. And I know I I, I I find myself like wanting to say stuff like that too. Uh, he's not impressed with our righteousness. The Bible tells us that. Our righteousness is as filthy rags. We are the righteousness of Christ. That is why he's going to heal at all. It is because of the blood of Christ. And, and so healing becomes a... Comes because of what Jesus has done for us. We receive it by faith, period. Uh, next one, don't make up scripture if you don't know any, <laughs> right? <laughs> we get in the Bible, we're, we're, go, we're cooking, man. We're like, yeah, Lord, you're going to heal spirits because you said in your word, you, somewhere, you heal people. You help people who help themselves somewhere. You said that. <laughs> I don't know. Nope, he didn't say that. That's not in the Bible. So, you know, don't, don't, you, I know what if, you can get yourself in a little trap. You said it somewhere, I'm pretty sure. Um, that's a good incentive. Learn scripture. Learn some scripture. Um, And finally, don't be weird. Don't be weird. Um, This is just gospel according to Scott here. Don't be weird. Unless unless you are an experienced, mature Christian, and let me add this, that other Christians also recognize as an experienced, mature Christian. some of us think we are. Um, do not grab their head in the middle of H-E-B and just start screaming in tongues at the top of your lungs, right? <laughs> Unless the Holy Spirit tells you and, and you are recognized as someone who has reached that pinnacle, don't do it. Because that's not love, right? That's a spectacle. That's not love, it's a spectacle. I lo- people always tell me, but Jesus spit on people. Did you know that wasn't weird? I studied this out. That wasn't weird back then, that was like a thing. That I'm serious. It sounds like what? Like three times in recorded scripture Jesus spit on somebody as, you know, or to make mud or something like that. Did you know that was, they recognized spit or spittle as having like healing properties. And in Roman medicine, they would mix spit with mud to do stuff. So I don't know why he did it, but I believe it was a demonstration to all those around. I'm about to heal this person, or it might've been something to build their faith or something like that. But to them, that wasn't a weird. So don't be weird. Don't spit on people. Um, cause nowadays that would be weird. <laughs> don't be led by sensationalism. Do be led by the spirit. Um, What if you're not sure if you should pray for this need? If they tell you, you ever have that awkward moment when they tell you something kind of strange and you're not sure if if praying for that would be a good idea? Here's something that's never out of place to pray in those situations, uh, that God, and that is that God would be glorified in that situation. In, In John 14, Jesus promises, I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. I will do whatever you ask so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. So in every circumstance, it's always appropriate to pray that the Father may be glorified in this. This is how we can pray and make sure we're praying according to God's will. Because God's will is always that God get glorified, right? And the Son be lifted up. He told us that in Scripture. In First John 5, it says, this is the confidence we have in approaching God. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. If he hears us, whatever we ask, we know we have what we asked of him. Okay. I'm going really fast here. I'm sorry. I uh, might keep you just a few more minutes. you got a few more minutes? Yeah. A few more minutes? Okay. Because I think this is good stuff. This is, this is going to be good for some of you. Um, some of you, you're awesome prayers. You, you've got it going on. But uh, the rest of us need this. So I'm going to let you know about another way, uh, one other way to pray. You can pray with somebody. And this is super useful. Number one, if you're a newer Christian, Okay, so you don't feel like, you, I don't really know a whole lot of scripture and stuff like that. That's cool. Um, or if you, don't, you just don't have a whole lot of time. Sometimes, you know, you and the other person, you are passing, and you don't have a lot of time. So uh, this is very helpful. And instead of just saying, okay, I'm going to pray for you, and then forgetting about it, you can do this. Because it takes almost no more time than that. Some of the most effective prayers in the Bible are, are very very short. You ever notice that? Some of the most effective prayers, in fact, some of the, some of the prayers in the Bible are barely a prayer. They're just like get up and walk. That's what they did sometimes, right? Get up and walk. So being having a short prayer is not like unspiritual. Okay. Um, remember, God is not impressed with that. You can squeeze more words into your prayer, and if you've prayed and you've gone. 45 seconds. You're like, I got to get to at least three minutes, right? He's not impressed. Just thinking of more ways to say the same thing. Matthew 6 says this, don't keep babbling. He can't make it any more clear than that. Don't keep babbling when you pray. Don't keep babbling. Um, So God says, using lots of words doesn't impress me. Come to me with the problem in that attitude of faith and expectation. That means you and I can, when we need to, we can pray short and sweet, like a tweet. <laughs> All right? Tweeting God. I heard a pastor say this one time. I wish I had made this up, but uh, 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 Pastor John Inter, he, it was really cool, I like him. He's, he, he pointed out that we, we, we can bring heaven to earth in 140 characters or less. This is pretty awesome news, right? Praying short prayers is something that God actually gives us permission to do, okay? So here's how you tweet God in prayer. You ready? Here's how you do it. Someone's hurting. What do you do? You say their name, look right at them, and you just say their name. You say, Dear God, thank you for loving Casey. Please empty her of this pain that she's feeling and fill her with peace. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Whoa, you just prayed for this person, right? And that's pretty short. And you just fill in, the, fill in the blank. Dear God, thank you for loving Tommy or David or Jarvis or whatever his name is, right? You've acknowledged God. Dear Lord, dear God, thank you for loving this person, right? And, and you've acknowledged God and you've invited Tammy or Dave or Jarvis, whoever it is, to, to join you in God's presence. Please empty them of blank heal them of blank, deliver them from blank, and fill in the blank with whatever that is. Uh, Deliver her of her marriage falling apart. Lord, uh, deliver him of losing his job. And then fill her with just the opposite. See how simple that is? Just the opposite. Fill him with your healing, with your freedom, your peace, your knowledge of what to do next. Give him the next right step, Lord. And then you thank him in Jesus' name. If you notice, it's got all five elements of like the 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 needed elements of a prayer, right there. It's that simple. And I guarantee if you go out and you start finding opportunities to tweet God, uh, to pray simple, short prayers with people, you'll see his hand move, right? The next time you see your friend and you're like, how's it going? And they're like, ah, not so good. Don't just shrug and go, ah, that's a bummer. Just stop and look at him and say, dear God, thank you for loving my friend. May the Holy Spirit empty him of his pain and fill him with your peace, Thank you for this in Jesus' name, amen. Boom. You've done a lot more there. You have moved heaven than than just saying, bummer, or I'll pray for you later. Here's what's cool. Now, here's what's cool. The more you do what you can currently do, the more you'll be able to do what you cannot currently do. Okay? Okay? The more you do what you can currently do, the more you'll be able to do what you can't currently do. So take a step of faith. Pray those short, simple prayers with people. And watch God honor those prayers and do miracles. And as you grow and as you study the Word, you get Scripture inside you. And as you grow in courage and you start allowing Him to use you in the gifts of the Spirit and flow in the gift of knowledge, your prayers, they might take a little longer. They're going to start taking a little longer, but it's not because you're trying to get to the three-minute mark right it 's not because you 're trying to stuff more stuff in there it 's because you are now even more equipped to take on the forces of hell right Man. so that 's a cool thing so you do what you can currently do and then gradually start doing what you can 't do or do. I want to show you a clip because I think this is going to bless bless you um, if you don 't know this this is a clip from a, a minister by the name of Todd White. Some of you know him uh, if you don 't know him, let me just prepare you he's He is the real thing, and he he is just so. Such a, such a person of genuine love. God, like, set him free from all kinds of stuff. It's, he has an amazing testimony. And now his ministry, he just goes around, he just basically loves people. He goes on the street, loves on people, prays for him, and sees these miracles happen. So I want you to watch this short little clip. It's about three minutes long. And notice his prayers, Okay.
1: One of the questions that I hear asked a lot is, like, how do you know who to pray for? I mean, you're in a mall, or you're in this place, or you're in that place, and how do you know who to pray for? The easiest thing to do is to get up in the morning every day and say, Lord God, I don't want to see people through my eyes. I want to see them through your eyes. I want to see people through the heart of heaven. We're in New York City, the city that never sleeps, and we're down here filming in Times Square. such a fast life. People need the love of God. So I'm just so thankful that we're here. There's knee? No, it's in the ankle. Ankle? In your foot? Yeah, in the foot. And we saw a kid with with crutches and actually prayed for his ankle. Where's your pain at? Point to where it is. Right here? Father, I thank you in Jesus' name. Ankle, we command you be healed in Jesus' name right now. Move it. Stand on it, man. Stand on it. Come on, man. Give me your crutches. I ain't gonna steal them. Jump. Come on, man. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, people started coming up, coming up, coming up, coming up. We had so many encounters. Father, I thank you that you love Bridget so much, God, that you would make her wrist completely whole right now. Every ligament, every tendon, every cartilage, I command you be made whole in Jesus' name. Let me see it again. Yeah, it'll be gone. Come on, this is real. Father, I thank you in Jesus' name that you love her so much, God. Check it again. Should be done. Come on. That's the gospel. How far are we away from Times Square? Away, far away from Times Square, and the kid goes, "Hey, can, hey, can you hear my shoulder? My arm hurts." And so we're like, let's get him. I don't even know what was going on. I'm like, man, God, did you just send him? Were you in the Times Square? Is that where you were? Did you see him freak out, man? Here he came up and had a problem with his shoulder. He broke his collarbone. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus, God, in Jesus' name, that right now his shoulder would be completely healed, that his collarbone would be healed. What are you feeling there? Is it loosening? Yeah. (laughs) It's good. Raise it up, man. What's up, man? What's up? Bring it around, man. Do everything you couldn't do. I guarantee it's done. Yes. And then God give me a word of knowledge about the other kid that was with him about migraines. I cancel you and command you. Let him go in Jesus' name. You feel that? Yeah. Is that funky? Is it tingly in your head? Yeah. Come on, God, more. In Jesus' name, more, man. Love, man. So I've prayed from the beginning, God, give me your heart, give me your eyes. I want to see people through their creative value, who you created them to be, because they might not know it yet. So God, I'm asking you for your heart so I can, so I can just approach them with your heart. So you can just approach somebody with love, and it's just as important if you tell somebody that God loves them and they're amazing as it is, once if you pray for them, they get out of a wheelchair. Both are equally important in heaven.
0: Okay. Really quick. Now, what did you notice about that? He prayed simple prayers, right? Those are really simple prayers, right? Didn't get, it didn't get really complicated. You notice he also allowed himself to work in a, in a word of knowledge, right? So he's an experienced prayer. So now he's, the, the Holy Spirit moves in him that way. The Holy Spirit can move in every single one of you that way. The gifts of the Spirit are for the church. They're not for the paid professional clergy. They're for the church. So he can move with you that way. Does he ever get weird or embarrassing? No, he's just loving on people, right? He's talking normal tone of voice. It's like holding them talking to conversations. I love what he said. These Lord, just give me the heart that you have for these people. I just want to love them like you love them, right? And look. Remember letter D. Don't freak out if you see this and you're like, oh, "I can't do that." That's like, you know, level 10 or something like that. Don't freak out. You do what you can. Right now, right now it might be tweet God. Tweet God, right? It's not rocket science. And it's not allowing, and it is allowing Jesus uh, to love people through you. It's just compassion. It's about, prayer is about compassion. It's about loving people, letting him love people through you. God loves you so much. You realize that? He loves you. He has poured his love into you so much. And prayer is like regifting that love and compassion unto other people. It's just asking your heavenly daddy to do what he already wants to do for this person. Did you know that he already wants to do this for this person? God, God just wants somebody to pray. Because like, if the person was just walking down the street and suddenly they were healed, they wouldn't know who to thank, right? He just wants somebody to pray for that person so he gets the glory and the sun can be lifted up. Don't overcomplicate this, my friends. I've seen too many people freak out when you ask them to pray. You ask them to pray, they act like you just asked them to do, like, calculus, naked in a room full of spiders. (laughs) You don't have to be that way. If you can speak, you can pray. If you can ask someone for something, you can pray. Because that's all you're doing. You're asking the someone for something. That's all praying, that's all you gotta do. And the more you study the scriptures, those other things, you study the scriptures, the more your faith is gonna grow. But I'll tell you this, nothing grows your faith like stepping out in faith. Nothing grows your faith like stepping out in faith. Right? Seeing God do a miracle. When you see God do that first miracle, you're going to be like my friend John was saying earlier. He was like, oh, it's, like an, it's like an addiction, isn't it? You want to see it happen again, right? You want to see it happen again and again. And you're like, God, use me today. You're going to be that person. You'll start being that person. God, use me today. I want to pray for somebody else. I want to see a miracle happen. That's awesome. Um, so praise God. Let me bless you. May you go out today and pray for somebody. Pray for somebody. This week, it's very simple. Just pray for somebody. Whether you simply stand with them and you ask God to bless them and for his peace to flow into their life, or you tweak God in a short little prayer, or the Lord moves you in a word of knowledge and wisdom and you blow people's minds on the street or something like that, whatever it is, call on the name of Jesus to empty your friend or your neighbor or loved one of the hurt that's going on in their life and to fill them up with more of Jesus. Call on his name and pray in faith, knowing that God hears and God answers. Amen. As the prayer partners are coming down, I want to pray for you, and then I want, and I'll, but first I want to encourage you. If, if you're here today and you never prayed for somebody else, and you want that boldness, you're like, I just think I need like a little shot of boldness. I need a little encouragement. Come down. Start coming down right now. Let these people pray with you. They will pray the boldness of the Holy Spirit on you. They will pray the love of God because that's really what you need is just for God to love people through you. They will pray pray that on you. And, and by the way, when you come down, listen to them. Listen to how they pray. It's a beautiful thing. You might, you might learn as you're listening and God's gonna do something amazing in your life. Hallelujah. Father God, we love you so much. Thank you for your goodness and your mercy, Lord. Thank you, Lord God, that you love people so much. You gave us this avenue to access the throne room of heaven. You allowed us to come to you in prayer anytime we want. We don't have to go through anybody else. We can come straight to you and pray, Father God. Give us your heart of love for other people. Help us to want to want to pray with people, Lord God. Help us to overcome any of that fear and intimidation, Lord God, so that we can pray and grow us, Lord God. Continue to grow us this year in wonderful new ways. We are so excited to see where you're going to take us. I thank you, God, for every person in this room. Have your way with us. Have your way with us. Let us be catalysts for miracles in the lives of everybody around us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks, guys. Y'all have a wonderful afternoon. Bye-bye.